And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Uh, I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm joined this week by David Rispin on my right and we have uh, Kieran Flynn to my left. Lads, we have no Brian Kelly this week, uh, but uh, I suppose after his predictions from last week, Kieran, he's probably in hiding. Like, I would be so embarrassed if I did them predictions. Like, they're so bad. They were a disgrace to himself, the family, the club, the county. Most, most importantly, I suppose, the club. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was talking a lot of sense to our lads, and they weren't impressed with them now. Not yeah, impressed. well, they probably hung it up in the dressing room because they gave a good fist of it on the weekend, but we will be coming back to that. On this week's uh, podcast, we're going to be looking back over uh, an action-packed weekend. There was some ladies' football. There was under-14s uh, girls in action as well. And also, we had a club championship all over the county with uh, senior intermediate and junior a and junior b championship on on the weekend so i suppose lads w- we might just start off with a couple of the ladies results and um in the little national football league division three in their final round game of the league uh mead were traveling to savile in county down to take on uh down down were sitting second from bottom in the table and it was down who came away with the victory here kieran flynn 116 to meads 1-9 and uh like mead still finished top of the table three points clear of sligo so i'd say it was a day for experimenting and and down didn't uh, didn't climb the table. They stayed second from bottom, but um, a chance for maybe the meat manager to uh, see see the strength in this panel. Yeah, it's it's probably hard to motivate yourself when you've already qualified for a for a kind of a last round league match. So, I'd imagine the ladies and the the team management were mad to mad to get to the knockout stages. There weren't really said like obviously if you're a sub or a fringe player, you're mad to get a game. But I think overall plans are there for the next round. David Brisbane, I suppose, uh, looking at it, and me, th- th- that was probably an opportunity, as we said, for me to experiment a bit. And it's it's imperative that they get out of that division, especially in the fact that they're uh, operating an intermediate in the championship. Yeah, I think that's what we've we've mentioned before. That has to be the goal for them, and it has been for the last couple of years. But unfortunately, they haven't done it as of yet. So that is the main thing. And I suppose, as Kieran mentioned, given um, other members of the panel, you know, game time is very important too I mean you know it is a team game and all that but when you have an opportunity or you have the luxury of a game that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things it is a good opportunity because who knows these girls could be called upon you know in the in the height of a battle or a final or whatever so it's good that they have that game under their belt and they will come on for it 
Yeah, good chance, as you said, to get a bit of game time into them and hopefully if they are called upon later in the year in championship or even in the quarter-final or semi-final or, or final of the league that uh, they'll come in and uh, do themselves justice. Uh, there was also another uh, result from the ladies and Kieran Flynn, the Mead under-14 ladies were in a Leinster final um, and you have the result there for us. Yeah, so the under-14A champions, so Mead convincing winners over Dublin played in Carlson Kindergarten with Mead. 6-11 to 9 points and the, the media ladies saw over the weekend on the Facebook they had hashtag small team big dreams so just showing you they've had a lot of underage success recently and that's like from the team photos and from what I heard about the game they're a fair they're a fair team coming through and it's great to see a team win a championship especially against the old rivals yeah absolutely the, the noisy neighbours uh, as we once <laughs> called them I suppose we're probably the noisy neighbours now in Mead and hopefully it'll uh, that'll run through to uh, senior ladies and men's and the whole lot like and uh, um, a great result there for the Mead under 14 ladies we're going to move on now and we're going to be looking back at uh, sorry Kieran. Oh, no, I know um, it's a bit late coming in now but it's not our fault the 2018 Mazita Cup Division 2 final was played there at the weekend oh yes so yes. that's why it's only after coming in in the post there now Milo won 3 6, uh, Watson 8 points. So it's always nice to win the 2018 Cups and 19, but sure. Yeah. It's not our fault it was played this late. So. <laughs> just, just ask Mead Hill, they'll know all about it from the Talton Cup last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winning it in Oris, or not in Oris, one Talton, the, but in the meeting the, room. One in the committee room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that was a, a good while after it was scheduled to be played as well. But uh, um, well done to uh, the, the, the Mesita Cup winners. Um, we're going to move on now to the club championship review from the weekend. And I suppose what, we'll do, what, what we might do, lads, is we might start from uh, the junior championship and work our way up. And if David, if you want to take out the sheets uh, from last week um, where we did our predictions and we can have a look back over them, there might be a couple that might stick out for for, for a few of the lads. Um, in the Chuck and Terrell Junior Championship, Group A played on Friday night in Ballinlock. It was St. Ultons taking on Myla and St. Ultons came away with a 110 to one eight victory, and if I remember looking back over our um, uh, our sheets, there was only one of our uh, contributors here on the podcast that got that result wrong. Uh, Kieran, did you get it wrong? I don't know. I, I'm not I, sure. I don't think you did. No, I, I think you went for St. Dalton's. Uh, Brian Kelly, I think, went for St. Dalton's, and I myself went for St. Dalton's. And the best team in Bohemia, yeah. <laughs> and David Rispin, who did you go for? Uh, I can't remember who I went for. <laughs> Funny enough, we do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Um, you went for a Moyla win there. It was a two-point victory for St. Dalton's, of course. St. Dalton's coming down from intermediate last year and getting their uh, junior championship off to a winning start. Um, also in Group A on Sunday, this game was played in that boy. It was Beliver against Carner Ross. And lads, this one is one that we all got wrong. Beliver, two goals and nine. Carner Ross, two goals and six. And David Rispin... Um, you know, none of us saw that coming at all. No, and I suppose <laughs> we're all the time talking about league form and that, but it shows that it means feck all when it comes to, you know, championship football, uh, Karen Ross flying, top of Division 2, Ballinock, or Ballinock's is me, uh, Beliver not pulling up any trees in, in Division 3 of the league, just plodding along, suddenly hit championship play, the, the red-hot favourites in, in Karen Ross and overturned them, and did it quite comfortably. I know the scoreline mightn't suggest that, mm -hmm. but with 10 minutes to go, they were 10 points up. Um, and Karen Ross rallied later on but 
Um, from from what I believe, I think Beliver completely controlled the game from start to finish. Uh, got a couple of goals, and you know probably was a little bit um, more kind of twitchy for them at the end than it probably should have been. But uh, from what I believe, wasn't at the game fully merited um, victory for Beliver. Yeah, Kieran. Uh, uh, as as David said, none of us saw it coming, and we were, the fact that Karen Ross were flying so high in the league, and uh, believe or not, you know, as he said, just plodding along, it, it, that has to be one of the big shocks of the opening round of championship throughout all divisions. Absolutely, and it'd be interesting to see what actual fifteen took the field because I know last year, from talking to the lads in the Bliver club and from seeing them playing junior D final and junior A knockouts, their junior D team had some lads on it that shouldn't have been there. They were. Lads who were maybe a bit isolated from the first team set up and they were just not willing to play. So it'd be interesting to see if any of them lads make the step up back to the first team and maybe it's a bit more harmonious down there. But Beliver definitely had the footballers to, to do damage in the championship. It's just we thought that Karen Ross are probably in the top two or three teams and we're going to win. So I think it's maybe the manner of the defeat was even more shocking again that it was, it was Beliver domination the whole way through pretty much. So. And I think Podge Gagan was back as well. Podger, you know, is yeah. such a class act, but hasn't really been playing the last couple of years. And um, focusing on the hurling, he was back, and I think he, you know, he orchestrated everything as he as he so often does for Beliver. So he's going to be a huge player for them this year. Yeah, absolutely, and a great win for Beliver. The third game in Group A was also played on Sunday, and this was Minalty against Clanard. And again, lads, this is one that we all got wrong. Um, Minalty one goal in ten, and Clanard two goals in seven, and. I suppose we spoke last week, David, about uh, Adam Flanagan. You know, was he going to be enough for Clannard to get a result here? And we didn't think so, but um, a great result there for Clannard. Yeah, and I think could have could have probably won the game. Um, had a man sent off, and I think shortly after, Paul Lynch was sent off from Minaldi. And uh, I'd know Paul well enough, and I spoke to him after the game, and he thought it was soft. He says it was his first ever red card in his career. He's not that type of player. Um, and he says it was well. He is now. Yeah, <laughs> he says it was more of a tighter challenge, more than anything, and he got the line for probably a little bit, kind of evening it off. But Clannard got two penalties in the first half. Both were saved, but both were scored on the rebound. Right. So Johnny Lynch from Minaldi saved both penalties, but the rebounds were both tucked away. And I think they led by six points at half time, Clannard. And in fairness, Minaldi rallied. They have some really good players who we've talked about before, young players. Um, but they would have. St- They'll still see that as a missed opportunity against Clannard. Clannard will probably see it as a point gain because they wouldn't have probably expected to get out and off, a, off of that Minolte team. But it, it kind of blows the group wide open now. Yeah, absolutely. And Minolte would see it as a, as a point dropped. So we're going to move on to, to Group B. And on Thursday night, the opening game in the Chattanooga Junior Championship was taking place in Carlinson. And this saw Cortown, uh, the other team from... Um, from Bohemian, uh, taking on Kilmaine and Mud. <laughs> and uh, like their their counterparts or like their near neighbours, they scored 110 as well, Corten, and uh, um, only conceded 10 points so, to Kilmaine and Mud. So I suppose, Kieran, we'll go to you firstly about this one. So we'll, a goal in 10 to Corten and uh, Kilmaine and Mud 10 points, and Corten getting their opening. Uh, victory and their opening game off to a victory I suppose yeah, to coin the phrase that the Courtown PRO used it was what Courtown chopped down the wood I think that was <laughs> that was the phrase the PRO used now so it's interesting well, well actually Brian Kelly was the one yeah. who threw that out here last yeah, week right. yeah. so maybe the PRO is, does be listening to the podcast I don't know but, <laughs> <laughs> but the <laughs> but yeah Courtown maybe an interesting team I, I put them down a lot I, I said they were useless and I said I'd only back them because Davies on the panel and 
maybe maybe I was a bit disingenuous and they're actually a good team, like maybe so. I'd say Court would be in the knockout stage, wouldn't they? Top four maybe. Talkies up now, we? Ah no, we'll take it game by game. Oh yeah, th- I'll talk them up now. Talk them down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll do nothing. We'll win nothing. We'll win nothing. But uh, David, uh, um, a quite satisfying victory, especially yeah. the fact that you were out the first team out, uh, or first two teams out in the junior championship out on Thursday night, and it's always nice to open the championship and to get the win. Yeah, it was it was huge. It was a horrible night for football Thursday night. It was a real kind of bloodbath and, and uh, you know Kilmaine and Wood got the better of us in the last group game last year and put us in the in the relegation playoff so you know it was nice to get revenge on them we knew exactly what we were going to be coming up against in, you know in, in Kilmaine and Wood they're a real kind of battle hardened team and they are a real um, real dogged outfit but you know probably so are we um, at, at times and uh, we, we grounded out we had a very good start we had a bit of a breeze behind us in the first half and we were two points up at half time probably playing all the football but only two points up um, and the start of the second half we came out and got a score but they came back at us credit to them and we got a goal um, with about 10 or 15 minutes to go and, and from there on in we kind of seen the game out really well we had a good bench to use kind of younger lads to come on and see the game out bit of experience as well which was key but um, no very satisfactory result for us Um Against against tough opposition, yeah. Great win for uh, David and the boys from Corton, and uh, I suppose you'll be looking forward to this weekend coming. But we'll come back to that as well. We will be reviewing, uh, or sorry, previewing next weekend's action, and Corton are out again next weekend. Um, the next result sees another of our uh, contributors here on the podcast, his home team, Dunsany. Uh, they were out on Saturday in Dunshockland, and they were taking on. One of the favourites for um, that junior championship, St Vincent's, last year's beaten finalists, and uh, Dunsany coming away with a famous victory here, David. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, brilliant victory for Dunsany. Um, You caught me off guard there. (laughs) You were really teeing up Kieran, but um, no, fantastic victory, and and in fairness, you know, it's something that I probably didn't see coming, and I know a lot of people didn't see coming, but Dunsany would have been confident, I suppose, from when the draw was made, that, you know, the they had a bit of a score to settle with St Vincent's and um, that they did. I think they, you know, it was always going to be a close enough game, but you know, Vincent's we always associate with them kind of going well. And when it comes to the early rounds, you know, that's when they're probably at their most dangerous against teams, which probably aren't at a hundred percent. But uh, you know, Dunsany must have really did their homework and kind of executed the game plan to perfection. Um, and full credit to them, you know, for that. Uh, it's a really, really good start for them. They'd have ambitions of probably challenging for the junior championship in years gone by. They'd be well tipped up to do it and probably just fall short. So I won't say, you know, they're going to be there, thereabouts yet because, you know, so often they get through the group, you know, at their ease and then kind of run into trouble later on. But it's a perfect start for them. And for St. Vincent's, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough one for them and they, they're under pressure now for the second round to get a result. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose um, in, in his absence uh, for Brian Kelly, um, he really slated you last week when he went to go on to this game and to talk about this game, Brian, uh, Kieran. And uh, in fairness, Dunsany flying high at the moment, really flying. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, regarding Brian Kelly, first and, first and foremost... His predictions are deplorable. We've discussed that. So if he says something, you know it's going to go wrong. So don't follow him at all. And for the record, I was the only one in the pod that did say Dunsany'd win, which is oh, yeah, obviously... Yeah, yeah, we've given you that. But there's worry. a few the few good footballers in the day. Dunsany, like the, the Grey Goose, Pierre Fox, scored seven points. He's kicking frees from everywhere. Uh, Cottle Burke and Owen Hark in the middle of the field were great. Joey Keane, the county hurler, centre-back. There's so many lads played well. and the I think Yeah, the, the difference, I think, last year, the Vincent's bet Dunsany and Donor in the first group match. 
and the Vincents really had a point to prove and Dunsany were a bit cocky but this year it was the other way around Dunsany had a point to prove and the Vincents had a bit of a kind of a stroll about the place and they weren't as intense as they were last year and Dunsany brought the intensity and it was a fairly fairly hard game now there was a lot of hits coming in right, left and centre some of them bowled some of them not so bowled flaking dare I say you know <laughs> there was but, a bit of flaking you love a yeah, bit of flaking but like just some of them like some of the great moments in the game it was like Dunsany knew it was going to happen before it did and they just seemed to just everything went well for the other day well Pierre Fox, Fox yeah, yeah Pierre and we talked about him last year yeah Maybe sometimes his size lets him down with regards going on to higher teams and that. But like he's some lad now. Maybe the me juniors could look at him for inside forward and that. He's a he's a fine footballer. Like, so. Ryan McHugh is not a big man, you know. No. Um, and in fairness, Fox is he's a he, he's a wily wee fox. So he yeah. is, he's a well, sly as one too, but he's a class little footballer. Yeah. Um. Well done to Dunsany on their victory. Uh, the last game in Group B saw. Uh, Clonnagail taking on St Bridget's in Millbrook Old Castle on Saturday and it was Clonnagail who came away with the victory here 114 to 1-9 and uh, Kieran, that was one that we all predicted um, but you know uh, No so I, I no, that was that's the only one when I look back on my predictions I was disappointed I went with Clonnagail oh sorry I went with the Bridget's in my predictions and I, I don't know why I did at the time but I thought the Bridget's might just trick them up there and in the, the north of the depths of the yeah. county, but they didn't. So I think Clonagale are going to be a bit of a, a worry, I'd say, coming through. I'd say they'll be hard bet now. Don't say you're playing them the next round, and I think Clonagale will be very strong in that game now. Very strong. And, and like, I suppose St. Bridget's, uh, I, I know they lost them a couple of years ago, but Ushin um, Kiernan uh, was a massive loss for St. Bridget's. Mm. You know, he's playing senior football now in Cavan and playing for the Cavan senior team. And He'd he always bring in the Cavan link, wouldn't he, Davey? You know? Do you know what I mean? Like it's just another player that slipped through the net of the Mead team and and and, and went on to play Division One football last year with with Cavan. Is, is, is all I'm I saying. He's, he's I think he's trying next year though. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, you what think Ushin Kiernan will play over forties for Cavan? Does he have that in his in his career ahead of him? Just he's just not there yet. Um, but in fairness, like you know, St Bridges to lose a player of that caliber, um, that would be a massive loss to them. Well, yeah, 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 and I think I think he wasn't the only one that you know left him at that time. I think a few of the guys went to Castra. Yeah, yeah. So there was a little bit of an exodus there for a while, but you know they're a good side and they keep they keep plugging on. And like I know we have them this weekend, and we won't be taking them for granted in any way, shape, or form because they they are lethal, you know, on their day with Michael Flood and the likes. Um, Blake is another one there, and they have a few kind of experienced campaigners too. What position is Michael Flood playing for them? Because he he's he's a, an inside defender, really. Like, but he, but he's such a good um, you know ball player. He kind of reminds he's like the, the junior A version of me, the Donald Kogan, say, mm. you know the, the way he plays and stuff. Right. So he, he played in the forwards, I believe, um, against that boy. So it's hard to know, if, you know, the further away you can ke- kind of keep them from from your own. You goal. See, the, the same as last week. He won't he won't recognise amalgamations. He just refuses. Poor Elric Karn there in the Gale talks. You always exclude them every week. <laughs> Disgrace. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about them, but yeah, yeah, I, I know. yeah. No, well, I was talking about the Bridget's, just, so to speak. You know, and of course, he picks up on the one thing I said about that boy. Yeah, <laughs> unreal. I'm listening to everything you say, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> I do not. I do not recognise the validity of the <laughs> amalgamations. <Yeah. laughs> we'll move on anyway now to uh, Group C, and there was only two games played in Group C. This, of course, is all the second teams um, from from, from uh, clubs um, in Waterstown on Saturday. It was Centrestown taking on O'Mahony's, and Centrestown came away with a victory here, fourteen points to one nine. And um, <clears throat> the second game played in that group was on Sunday. 
it was Dunsany versus. Uh, sorry, it was in Dunsany. It was Screen one seven, Dunshockland one six. Yeah, so and Mickey, on the Essential game, I heard I was talking to a few of the lads about the second team, and there's actually a few lads on the second team that'd be interesting to see will they make up like the likes of a Nile Lines and a few lads played very well for the second team. For Central. So it'd be interesting to see will they come up for the seniors. Maybe it might give Central a bit of a boost. So be interesting. You know, you have second team football. You're always wondering. Is the lad staying there for the years? Are you trying to get back on the first team? Like, yeah. So be interesting to see. Um, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that was a good victory for Centralstown, having been beaten in the senior game uh, by Navin and Matneys and giving, themselves, giving a good account of themselves in fairness um, to come back and win that uh, junior A game. But I, I've, I have an awful feeling, look, just like you said, that Centralstown are going to pull a good few players off that um a, a junior team for the senior uh, senior team in the, in the coming weeks but uh, good result for Sandgerstown and screen of course with the one point victory over in your hometown of Dunsany um, not much you can really say about Group C lads because uh, there's another two games to be played in it and not only that but it's so hard to know what's going to happen with those second teams yeah it is and, and particularly the ones who wouldn't have kind of the luxury of having two completely different teams we'll say so the likes of Centretown, O'Mahony, Screen, and Dunshockland, the four teams that played, they, they will use players off the teams, as you're after saying. So <laughs> I'm not going to say you don't take the second team seriously enough until they get to the knockout stages, but that's when you really see kind of the, the top second teams is when. Yeah. And, and it all depends on how their first teams go. If, if some of their first teams, you know, don't get out of the groups or whatever and, and are finished mid-table in the groups, then they start taking the junior A seriously and they'll stop using lads when they actually realise that, well, they have no chance of winning the senior, so why not give the junior a lash? So it's very early days, as you said, yeah. yeah. If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085-1127-089. The We Are Mead podcast, because it matters more. We'll move on now, anyway, from the Junior Championship. We're going to go on to the Intermediate Championship. And uh, on Saturday, in Group A, in Park Tolchin, it was Bannonlock taking on Drumbarra. And uh, Bannonlock with a famous victory here. Um, I, I know that Susan Farrell has has been uh, in shock all week and has been... Uh, well, there might be another reason she, she did quote herself on that. There might be a reason she's shocked. <laughs> I, I won't say it because she's, she's had enough herself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in fairness, uh, there's been a few write-ups there. Um, I, I even saw one post that said this was the... Um, the the report from the game and, and it gave two reports of yeah. the game you know so uh, but uh, Ballinlock 17 points Drumbarra 113 Drumbarra probably will be kicking themselves here um, having led for large portions of this game and uh, was it a last last minute free or, uh, no Shawnee Garrity put the last one over isn't oh it? that's right yeah Which, and just to mention him it's great to see him playing competitively because I don't think he's played any football for Ballinlock due to his injury first, yeah first since yeah he does he hurt his spleen playing hurling for me like and he's been out since so and he came on and it, it was if he was playing the whole time he was brilliant when he came on for the cameo and got the point like there were 10 points down uh with 40 minutes gone 20 minutes to go david and uh a uh, lazarus like uh, uh <laughs> finish to the game and uh, to to quote susan farrell because that's what she, she she said about the game but Drumbarra will be really, really sick. And I know that I met Sean Caffrey today and, and, and he's really, really sick that they lost that game. It was incredible. It was, a, it, was, it was a fantastic game of football. It was brilliant because 
Ballinlock were so bad in the first half. Absolutely dreadful. Or was it a case that Drumbarra were that good? Yeah, they were good, but but Ballinlock were dreadful as well. Now, mm. you know, there was there were two things contributing to it. Uh, they couldn't win a thing in midfield. They, they were absolutely dominated all over. It looked like the, the younger, fresher, fitter team, and Ballinlock just didn't look at the races whatsoever. Pather Byrne included. Um, he he actually, you know, in the start of the game, they were lining out to. You know, ready for the throw up, and Pather Byrne was walking in the opposite direction, walking towards the backs. He didn't realise they were shooting the other way, yeah. and that was kind of synonymous of Ball and Lock. They were just asleep. Remember, he but kicked the forty-five, yeah. like a soccer ball, straight to the other team, and he just stood there. Yeah, yeah. And looked at him. I didn't move or chase him yeah. or nothing. Unbeli- and I, I thought that's him gone. You know yeah. what I mean? But but <laughs> the, the character in that team and in that club is unreal. Like and. They kept coming back. Like, it wasn't as if... I, I was talking to Kevin Devine about this during the game, and it wasn't as if they got, like, one or two sloppy goals and that got them back into yeah. it. It was point by point by point. point. They kept chipping away. They had a great goal chance, Ronan McGuinness, one-on-one, and oh. hit the crossbar. And it looked at that stage... I think Drumbarra were still two points up, and this was approaching, you know, full-time. They kept at it, and Pather, in fairness, you know, got going, and his free-taking was exceptional. But the two McCullen brothers, I thought, were outstanding yeah. as well. Benji Smith... Um, the Ron McGuinness, you know, superb. Johnny Riley, wing back, the captain. I thought he was yeah. outstanding. Michael Garrity got into it, but Sean Sean Garrity, and I think it was a fitting yeah. fitting person to you know to pop up with the winner. But Trumbara, my God, they'll be sick. There was people there, soul searching at the end, like you know, looking. Like what more do you have to do? Like, yeah, they just couldn't know, believe what happened. Really, it was it was an incredible, astonishing comeback. Yeah, I met Sean Caffrey today, and honestly, he didn't even want to talk about the game. He says, "I, I just, I can't." He says, "Just, <laughs> just, just let me, let me be, please." But uh, Paderborn, uh, Kieran, finishing with ten points, eight frees, and whether he works hard or not in the game, if you've got a free taker uh, who can kick eight points over the bar, you know you have to have him on the field. Oh yeah, he, like he gave an exhibition of free taking. Like you couldn't say anything about that. Like it's brilliant. Like it's just excellent. But then some of the play near the end, he did get on the ball a lot, and he was getting fouled for his own free. He was getting kind of lads were kind of chasing him and kind of double teaming him and stuff, and there was getting space for other lads. So I think Pather's work, like I said in the first half, he was a bit kind of absent at times. But when it got to the crunch time, he was excellent. Like at all facets, and as the boys are mentioning, runs or not, a few of the lads, like there was a bit of niggle in it too, and it was getting kind of hot and heavy and. And really, like, Banlock just come out the better of it. Like, more experience too, I think. Exactly. I was just going to say, that's something we did mention last week as well. Drumbarra are such a young team. They don't have the experience that Banlock have. And they used every single ounce of it. And I just thought Drumbarra, maybe at times in the second half, were just a little bit naive. As opposed to, you know, someone going down and injured, yeah. we'll say. Or, you know, Inverted dropping comes. a man yeah, dropping a man back or just something like that. They just were a little bit too open as if they were nine, ten points up, you know got to be protecting that lead and they didn't but they'll learn from it I'm sure it happens to senior teams too lads it happens to senior teams it's not just junior teams Dunboyne 2017 yeah. you know what I mean um, uh, that's not a dig against Dunboyne I'm just saying that you know uh, but you is. can say you can say it's an experience in this junior fo- or intermediate football it happens at top level too uh, the second game in group A saw Mead Hill taking on Kilmainham and this was on Sunday in Park Tolchin and uh, Mead Hill coming away with the victory here 1-9 to Kilmainham's nine points and I suppose Kieran, that was a game that we all predicted that Mead Hill would win but uh, we probably thought it would be a little bit easier than than, than a three point victory but obviously um, Kilmainham with um, Mickey Newman back, it's a different prospect when, you, when you've got him in your field Yeah I was impressed with uh, Kilmainham overall, like they, 
from the start, especially in the start, they started probably the stronger of the two teams. And there's a few lads like Stephen Newman played very well. Uh, uh, who Ger Morgan was playing very well. Of course, Mickey Newman, without question, is is a fabulous footballer. One of my favourite scores he got in the game was kind of a nameless ball was kicked kind of over to the wing, and the ball bounced and it was really easy for the defender to get. But Mickey just kind of soared out of nowhere and kind of jumped above him like an Aussie rules and he got him, turned him over the bar. Second, he sickened everyone because this was a ball that was not even. I don't think they were even going for him. He ran forty yards and jumped over that and caught it, and it was just showed showcase his great talent and. He came out the middle of the field and he was dominating there as well. And just maybe it's the same as we said before. He, he's trying to do everything and it's hard. Like, and it's just Mead Hill probably had more around them. And Tommy Rooney in the middle of the field played very well. And just certain lads kind of just stood up. But I think Mead Hill were just slightly better. But I think like I was just saying for next week or whatever, Dunbar Reclamation. Like that's going to be a great game, local rivalry. Like I think that's in. Is that in Navan or is it in? Yeah, it's back in. It's in Navan, like so that'll be great when we preview that, like. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the last game in Group A, so this was played in Carn Ross on Sunday. It was Old Castle taking on Nobber, and this is a, this is one of the shocks as well um, of the uh, championships. Old Castle twelve points, Nobber one goal and nine a draw. David and again, none of us saw that one coming. No, and I'm going to have to Stephen O'Brien Smoocher. He's he sent the back for Nobber. He was on to me um, today. He says they have to get a shout out on the podcast. You know, this evening I says no problem. But um, and and it's even more incredible. They had a man sent off 15 yeah. minutes into the game. Carl Cassidy was sent off, and uh, led for most of the game. I think Brian Farrell rolling back the ears. Uh, astonishing performance from, from what I'm led to believe. Um, and they had every right to win the game. But Old Castle, in fairness to them, you know, dug it out, got a result. They'll be a little bit disappointed overall, I'm sure, but they'll they'll be happy to probably get out of there alive with 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 a point as opposed to you know losing the game. And they have Ballinlock next week, which is going to be, you know, it, it, Kieran mentioned Kilmainham and Drumbarra, but Ballinlock and Oldcastle in the last couple of years has just been, you know, the top of the billing in every in every sense of the yeah, word. So absolutely, and and, and that that'll be a, that'll be a tame affair. No, we won't even <laughs> bother. Won't don't preview it. That'll be a quiet one. So well, um, but that leaves uh, Ballinlock, Mead Hill. Um, uh, top of the Ballinlock and Mead Hill at the top of, the t- of Group A with uh, two points each, and then Oldcastle obviously and Nobber on a point each. And as you said, Oldcastle and Ballinlock next up. Like that's 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 a crack game, and Oldcastle will be. Let's hope that they don't rue losing the dropping a point against Nobber. Um, then Group B will go on. Then Friday in Longwood, Trim versus Ballinabracky. A Trim win here, one goal in ten to one goal and eight. I'm going to do Friday night in Castletown. It was St. Michael's four goals and 12, Bechtel four goals and nine. That was a cracker of a game. Absolutely brilliant. I was following that one on Twitter. And on Saturday in Park Touch, it was Castletown 116. They got over their noisy neighbours, Sidden, um, uh, who only ended up with one goal and seven. So out of three of them results, lads, <coughs> I suppose we start off Trim, one goal and ten, Ballinabracky, one goal and eight, and a good victory for Trim Kieran, uh, getting their season off to a good start. The championship season. Yeah, that was the one that I was <laughs> me predictions. I had all three predictions. So, so this is just insert the bit where I said Trim won now. <laughs> right, that's just for the editing, right? editing team, okay? Right. So then, yeah. So Ballinabracky, I believe, were very good in the game, but I think James Soher came on for Trim, and he was the difference maker. And like, it's not long ago that James was playing senior football for Mead. He's back with the hurlers now full time, but. Trim maybe like that was one was very tight. I think Trim are going to be a team to stop now. 
big time. Very skillful footballers. Like. Aaron Lynch as well. Yeah. You know, their star man. And I think Damien Carroll was sent off too for Balnebracky, which would have had a big effect because, you know, he's a huge player for the Bracks. But um, really good win for Trim, absolutely. Yeah, there. As I said, there's just a real good feel factor over there in Trim at the moment, and I, uh, they would be my dark horses for that intermediate championship. And they launched their lip sync as well. There recently I saw clips of that online on their page, so they're they're going to be singing and dancing now to get them fit as well for the championship. So. <laughs> um, well, they might be singing and dancing at the end of the championship oh, too. Um, uh, St Michael's four goals and twelve. Bechtel four goals and nine. I had predicted a draw in this one, lads. Uh, oh, no, sorry, I had predicted a Bechtel win in this one. And for all intents and purposes, it looked like Bechtel had this game won. Then they had it lost. Then they had it won. This was just side to side. And uh, the Michaels coming out with a three-point victory in what was a pulsating game in Castletown. Yeah, defence is clearly on top in this <laughs> one. But, um, no, I was actually talking to the bronze Adonis, uh, Davey Wright, the, the Michaels manager on Sunday. And, uh, you know, he says it was it was ridiculous. It wasn't good for the heart, but there was a video going around too. Dahi Riley, who we mentioned last week, 42-year-old, strolling up from corner back to kick the equalising score, and then they got the goal at the death as yeah. well to win it. You know, hell of a win. Um, they, they will need to tighten up, I suppose, defensively, but 4-12 is oh, no, the Real Madrid and the Galapagos, remember, they just outscore yeah. everyone. You know, mind this old defending rubbish. But, like, and I suppose, it, you know, it is similar. When you have forwards, you know, of the calibre of Shane McDonnell, Kieran Lynch, guys like this, Oren Meehan is another one, you're always going to score goals and you're always going to create chances. It's probably keeping them out at the other end, but back to our quality side Absolutely, too. I mean, Shawnee yeah. Keaton and that, yeah. you know, he's, he's played senior football at the, at the very top level in Mead football for years. So, um, <laughs> you yeah, know, I heard I that was a, a tactical thing that Shawnee was inside and they took him out again for a while and probably... From what I heard talking to people was they should have been left inside because he was causing the damage. Yeah, but hindsight is is twenty twenty vision. Yeah, but don't absolutely because you know, like, so. when he comes had out the field, he dominates. Game, yeah, had they won that game and and yeah. had he come out, genius, been, yeah. an absolute genius. Um, the other result was Castletown one sixteen, Sidden one seven, and I suppose Castletown continuing their great league form, Kieran, and bringing it into the championship. Yeah, and of course, neighbours there, there was there was no quarters asked. And even the week coming up to the game, there was a row over the jerseys. There was colours and we didn't have a set and we have a set here and can we wear this colour and wear that colour. And Castleton ended up wearing the Wolf Tones jerseys and Sidden had a grey set. So maybe, I don't know, Sidden had the, the look of the Man United team in 1999, remember, when they couldn't <laughs> pass the ball to each other because they couldn't see each other. So I don't know, maybe they can rue the grey jerseys. Yeah, Castleton, good team. Kevin Ross, a few good lads on that team now. Ross, he was brilliant. He was first half. He was different class. I think one five or one six uh, at his ease. And Ronan Mooney was tasked with marking him, and he he did as as well as he possibly could. And then Jack Reed went on him second half and and did well. But the damage was really done at that stage. You know that the the horse had bolted. But I suppose sitting without Darrow, who we mentioned last week, you know they aren't the same team really. He's their talisman, go-to man in terms of scoring and that. I would expect them to improve if they can get our row back. But Castletown, you know, I think seven, seven out of seven in the league. Yeah. Win over your neighbours first round the championship, looking very good for Rusty Tiernan and his yeah. side. Yeah. It's the opposite of the opposite of what we said with Believer Kern Ross. The league form really did show yeah. up there, yeah. sitting yeah. at the bottom, Kern Ross at the top. Sure. And uh, they're sitting, they've seven wins from seven in the six wins from six in the league, seven wins from seven in the league. They're sitting top of uh, Group B in the intermediate championship. So Michaels are in second and Trim are in third. They've all got two points, but just on scoring difference, it's Castletown, St. Mix, and then Trim. In Group C, <coughs> we'll move on now. On Saturday, 
in Rathout. It was Delik Belliestown taking on newly promoted Dumboyne's second team. And uh, Delik Belliestown came out with a very convincing victory here. I was very surprised at the uh, at the the manner in which Delik Belliestown put Dumboyne to the sword. But 121 to Dumboyne's one goal and eight. And Kieran Flynn, um, you know, that's a very, very good well, last year's junior team that Dumboyne had was a very strong team. You'd imagine that uh, it was the majority of those players against. So that's a quite a convincing victory then for the league Bellestown, who must mean business in this championship. Yeah, from talking to people out that direction and the league direction, I think they actually fancied themselves to do well in the championship this year. And I was talking to a few of the, the executive in the club, and they're definitely on the upward motion as opposed to downwards, which they probably were a few years ago. So I think the league now we have to keep an eye on them as definitely contenders for the quarterfinals at least relegated from the senior championship so like they should be one of the stronger teams in their day yeah well this is their second year back in the intermediate and I think last year was all about kind of stabilising and they, yeah. they had a decent run of it I think preliminary quarterfinals lost to Dundry but um, they've been going well in the league really really well Robin Clark I think you know he was in and around the mead panel too He's been flying for them. And like you said, I had a look at the Dumbayan team today and it wasn't, it was a good side. And in addition to what they had last year, Mixer Dunn was playing. Mm -hmm. And I think he scored 1-3 the 1-8. So that that is a really, really, you know, eye-catching result. Um, I would have expected Delique to have enough for Dumbayan, but not not the margin. Um so they they will be they will be one to um to keep an eye on in the championship for sure. Yeah, steadied the ship when they came down last year and making their push for the intermediate championship this year with a thirteen point victory over Dunboyne. Uh on Sunday in Park Tolchin it was Dundery taking on Waterstown and uh Dundery coming away with a seven point victory here, David, um over Waterstown and, and probably uh, an expected win, but again, I wouldn't have expected them to win by that margin. Yeah, I was at this. Uh, it, it, the scoreline's probably harsh on Waterstown. I think they were well in the game up till probably five, ten minutes, you know, until the, until the end. They were eight points down, I think, at half time and rallied, got it back to three, kicking some great scores. Uh, Martin O'Connell's youngest son, Barry O'Connell, was outstanding, unbelievable. Second half, the scores he kicked, Dundry just couldn't couldn't mark him. And he's not long out of minors, you know? No, he's only, you know, he's, he's that side of 20, we'll say. Um, but he was really good. And his brother, Brian, in fairness, complimented him very well. You know, Mark and Connor Dempsey was a real good duel between the two. But Dunry, in fairness, uh, the bomber Farrell in midfield, I think three points from play, really good. Stephen Coogan, a couple of serious pressure frees when, when they needed mm. it most. And uh, Sean Kelly's son, Adam, was superb as well, corner forward. So, look, Dunry would have been expected to win They'll be relieved. Their first half performance was very good. Second half left a little bit but to even walk the on. likes of Conor O'Shea and Luke Martin, Conor yeah, Daly even Luke in the Martin corner. Was very good. Oshin Martin as well. Even Conor Daly got an awful lot of ball, just kind of mm. moved around, kind of passed it on. Like some of the kick passing they had was brilliant. Conor O'Shea kicked a great ball once into the corner, and it looked like it was kind of high and aimless, but it just looped lovely with the wind. Mm. And I think Dunderry now are a team that I was very impressed with. I, I didn't think they'd struggle against Walterson, to be honest, but at the same time. It was like the league, they really just kicked on and they were very good. Like, yeah. I think Dundry now in the next round are going to be very much hot. Yeah, and then uh, the last game in that group saw Blackhall Gales taking on Dunhamore Ashburn on uh, Sunday in Dunshockland. It was Blackhall Gales who came away with the victory 1-8 to 1-6. And Dunhamore Ashburn been playing their trade in that uh, intermediate championship, uh, their second team for the last number of years. And uh, they're, they're a quality side. So again, another... 
team relegated from senior championship recently, Blackhall Gales getting their uh, first victory of the championship over a well-seasoned uh, uh, intermediate team now at this stage, Donovan Ashburn, Kieran. Yeah, it's the point we made, but like, like Blackhall Gales needed that win because like you're coming from a season where you, you barely win any games and you're struggling, you've lost games, you're losing players, it's very much morale is low. So it's nice to get a win and like the Blackhall Gales, I don't know a lot of them, like a lot of them would, would uh, socialise in Clemesson now with the Clemesson boys and Dunsany and they're they're good honest lads like and it's 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 bad to see them down you there. You mean like. there's a place over there where they can all go and drink uh, their shakes and their protein drinks? Oh yeah, yeah well I said socialise. Yeah, I didn't say anything <laughs> to do with anything you're thinking. Of. Well, we'd be talking like tactics and kind of working out, you know, and that kind of stuff. You know, like, <laughs> working the right arm there. What what kind of muscles or what kind of uh, weights are you lifting these days? Vitamin G. You know. <laughs> but in in fairness, I I got up to this. I stayed. It was actually after the senior game. I watched um, watched it after. And full credit to Blackall. The, you know. For a long part of that game, Dunham Ashburn led, and they kept at it, Blackhall. You know, things weren't going their way, and they weren't really firing on all cylinders. But it was Alan Nestor who was the one for me. He he scored it's one five, a penalty, fantastic penalty in the first half, but really turned the screw for Blackhall. And obviously, Dunham Tobin, former county man in midfield, was a catalyst. Shane Whitty, I think, you know, or Hurler with Mead mm. and stuff too. They have them few, but I'm delighted to see Blackhall get a win because. As you said, Kieran, they've been struggling in senior for a long, long time at this stage. Um, and it's great to see them kind of back up and winning. And I'd love to see them go on a little bit of a run if they can. It it boosts things, you know, in the parish big time. Yeah, and like I, I played against them the last two years with Simonson, and just, they were struggling for numbers as well. And, you know, a uh, victory like that in the intermediate and maybe a couple of more mm. um, wins, you know, you, the, it, it could just reinvigorate the club, you know. Like So, um, fingers crossed for Blackhall Gales that they'll keep that winning uh, mentality going a good win for them so that's the intermediate championship looked at lads I suppose in group C there <coughs> it's uh, uh, Delique Bellistown at the top Dundry in second and then uh, Blackhall Gales in third with those three victories um, uh, only separated by score difference If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085-1127-089. The We Are Mead podcast, because it matters more. Uh, we'll move on now to the senior championship, the Ferio Steel Senior Championship. Um, and in Group A on Thursday night, it was the first, the opening game of the ch- senior championship. This was played in the screen. It was Gail Column Kill against Dunshockland. And uh, this one had everything, I believe, and uh, a cracking finish to this game, even if it was uh, a quick finish to it, as a lot of supporters <laughs> may have said <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Gail Column Kill 111, Dunshockland 13 points. And Probably harsh uh, on on Dunshockland, Kieran. Absolutely. Now it was a, a good a good set and screen on the Thursday night, and I started off me me even selling programs out in the rain, which was probably not the greatest place to be. Yourself and, and Brian Kelly, yeah, I believe. absolutely. And thanks for anyone that bought one off me. Much obliged. <laughs> and anyone that bought them, there there were good reception for them. But then when the game got cracking, Dunshockland were flying. Like Dunshockland were very impressive. Like there has to be a big mention for Matthew Coslow, our minor captain from last year, like he was fabulous. I think he, he scored seven points or in around that. He was brilliant. But of course, the the game finished maybe in dubious fashion with some of the timekeeping was questioned. I think some people had said that it was the right time, other people said it wasn't. And But I think Bino again, like I was talking to Brian Kelly after that game and I said, wait till I get Monday night and I'm going to tell you 
All about Bino because we know Brian has detracted from him in the past and Kells area in general, hasn't he? Mm, yeah. I know he's not here to defend himself and we wouldn't That's dare to. That's probably why he's not. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> but the Bino, like as well at the end, like he scored the free at the end under major pressure. But Justin Carey Lynch before that gave a world class save for a one on one shot, and it just it had everything. The game was so entertaining, like it was great stuff. Um, yeah, a wonderful victory for for Kells and Bino stepping up once again, uh, Davy and. Uh, and kicking a score under serious pressure. Yeah, that's just what he does at this stage. He, you know, player of the year last year in, in Mead and deservedly so and still doing it like he's he's not a young man anymore, but he's 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 such a cool head in them kind of situations. You've seen it countless times and um Kells in fairness do as well. Like they you know, they're they're one of these teams that if they're in kind of games like that, which generally speaking they're gonna come out the right end mm. of them. Again, it probably goes back to the Ballinock thing. The bit of experience, Dunshockland are a young team. Well, I'd say it goes back to uh, back when uh, Kieran Flynn's father was uh, <laughs> teaching him how to play football. So it probably does, yeah. That's where it sounds from. Yeah. Does he have to take credit for Shawnee Curran's red card as well? Does he? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because there was a red card for Shawnee and Ray Maloney got a black card, which was a little bit harsh, kind of. I wanted not going to change the game an awful lot, like. So it ha- I said the game had everything. There was there was crack and everything, and the terrorists was roaring abuse at the ref and roaring abuse at the teams. And uh, well, from all, by all accounts, I believe great the referee game, had a great game. Oh no, I did, James. Just, and you know the yourself, only thing like. was is that they said that the the point by Bina was scored one minute and forty seconds into injury time, and that you know that wasn't enough injury time. Look, it's at the discretion of the referee. We're not going to land this. Could have had a table book for some place for a meal at you know at nine o'clock or yeah. whatever half nine. Yeah. So you have to understand that as well. Yeah, it's just know. like I mean, the dinner has to be had. The table <laughs> the day has to be had, you know. So uh, not the worst saying that he did that. Just for the record, like you know, like. Um, we'll move on. Well, I did. I did say in the podcast that all refs were instructed not to have any draws. So yeah, maybe no. he maybe he was just taking that too literally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, we're, that, that's a joke. We yeah, that's a joke. Oh, seriously, is a joke. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, is a joke. Uh, Kieran does no Don't edit that influence out. Of the, <laughs> over the referees. Don't edit that out. The second game uh, in Group A took place on Saturday in Dulic, and it was screen against St Pat's. And screen coming away with a three-point victory here, Davy. Um, Twelve points to nine against St Pat's, and probably I, I had I found that that was a hard game to call, um, just with the way St Pat's have been on the rise. Screen have been on uh, the the drop since last year, and uh, it, it, it's it ended up being a tight game. It did, and I think Pat's, you know, in fairness, stuck to screen and and kind of were leading pretty much up until the last quarter of the game. Screen probably the little bit of class, extra, you know, scoring in their in their side. I think Paddy O'Rourke uh, stepped up and kicked a lot of frees for them. Um, it was probably always going to be a game that'll come down to frees, you know, Pats are Pats are one of them teams that, you know, they won't give you anything really easy and, and Davy Cahill over them, I wouldn't expect anything less from them. But screen will be relieved. They were on a hiding to nothing. They were expected to win Anything else would have been a huge blow for them, and they did win. Probably wasn't spectacular. They won't really care. Two points on the board. Yeah, absolutely. A championship, you don't care how you win as long as you get the win. And screen, that might be the catalyst to drive them forward now, having had such a great year last year up until the quarterfinal of the championship. Um, the, on Saturday also in Group A, O'Matney's uh, were taken on Centristown in Waterstown. Um, this was the, the curtain raiser to the junior game between the same clubs. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. curtain raiser. O'Matney's two eleven, Centristown one eleven. Um I suppose the the new boy, Oshin O'Brien, for Navin O'Matney's two goals and a point. Stephen Bray rolling. No in good, no good. No good, no good. Uh, Stephen Bray rolling back the years four points, was it? I think or, so, yeah. And um and set up the two goals. Um 
and now O'Matney's were in control of this game. They uh, were ten points up at one yeah, side, weren't they? Yeah. And Centristown made a right good fist of it and came right back into that game, and that shows a good character being built in that Centristown team. Absolutely, I was able to get a bit of it on the radio. Brendan Cummins was out there for Adam FM, and it was there was some some great moments in the game, and near the very end, that Joe Sheridan who was taken off had them back on, and. It, it, it was only one place in the world the ball was going to be tried to be put into in the square and it ended up in the square at the end and Dylan Regan had it and then Marcus Brennan had it and then I don't know what was happening and nobody had it and then the final whistle went the excitement was unreal on the radio and it, it, was, it was a very exciting game from what I heard yeah but I, I suppose you have to give full credit to Avno Matinees I think they played most of that game with 14 men Gary O'Brien was sent off early enough on um, I believe it might be mistaken identity from what I heard as well They're yeah there's, there's rumours going around that it was a mistaken identity alright in that one yeah, didn't hear too much about that, but they were without Rory O'Quillan too, such an influential player yeah. for them. Um, so to dig out a result with with all them factors, you know, brought in, you, you're after mentioning Oshin O'Brien, 2-1 championship debut for Navin O'Mahony's. Uh, he'll be delighted. Th- 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 we've spoken about the forwards already, you know, they are a class act. Um, and Sanchezstown will take positives from it. I think, th- you know, their game against Sunshockland next is going to be huge for both. Yeah, that, that's a must win actually for both if they have aspirations of getting out of the group yeah, and, and, and aspirations of even avoiding them the bottom yeah, two you know like because you can end up in fourth and be happy you know mm. at the same time <laughs> neither in a quarter final nor in relegation purgatory <laughs> <laughs> is right limbo um, more so no, yeah. <laughs> yeah limbo okay. um, group B get the theology right you know <laughs> <laughs> we've got our theologist here beside us theologist in the words up for there now no, you'll be a theologist in my book um, <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to keep us on the right path. Hey. Um, in Group B, uh, on Saturday night in screen, it was Minalvi taking on Radkenny. Um, Minalvi, three goals and 12. Radkenny, nine points. And uh, quite a convincing win here for Minalvi. There's no point in saying it any other way. And it was a game uh, I, that I couldn't pick a winner in. Mm-hmm. And yet, Minalvi really put Radkenny to the sword. But I did. O'Hare, just O'Hare was missing, I believe, for... <laughs> he did play, did he? Did. Yeah, as far as I know, he was marking uh, Minalvi, Dangerman, Sean Duggan making his first championship start and uh, you know he, he really had his hand sold with Sean and, and so did the bouncers later on that night I think in Dublin in Seacoast because <laughs> 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 you can't say that <laughs> no when you know this fella yeah. you can but no fantastic getting back to the point fantastic win for Manalvi. Um, I think you know tactically excellent I think they decided to put Killian O'Sullivan who was listed as centre forward put him inside they made Donald Kogan go inside and follow him so what they were doing there was they were actually keeping Kyogen away from danger and actually forced him to mark Killian O'Sullivan. And I, to be honest with you, what I heard, he didn't do a great job. I think Killian finished up with two-something um, in a fantastic display. It, the margin of the victory as well, I, I really thought this would be just 50-50. And full credit to Manalvi, have him going that well, but... Then again, when you get the couple of boys back, they make Harnan, all Harnan. the difference. And the couple of hurlers as well. They have, you know, young McCabe in there as well. Great win. Rakenny, <laughs> it's a concerning one. And they're playing Longwood next, which is, you know, I think, Mickey, you'll talk about it later on. That could be a real, real uh, relegation four-pointer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's going to be a, a massive one uh, for Rakenny later in the championship. But uh, the next result we'll go to uh, involves that team, Longwood, and it's uh, it was played on Sunday in Trim, and it was Retote, seven goals and 16 points. That's 37 points to Longwood's 11 points. Um, it's a 26-point victory for Retote. And Kieran Flynn, um, like... <sighs> 
we all predicted a, a, a win for Rathoth. Um I wouldn't have said a 26-point victory for, for Rathoth against Longwood. Like Longwood are tough nuts, they're strong, they're physical and the whole lot, but it must have been the speed of Rathoth that just got away. I, like I, I think I, Owen I Lynch wasn't available for selection. For like that's right. a big one for Longwood. Now he really is, he's part of the heartbeat of that team. Yeah. But I know I suppose Rathoth are very strong. And even from looking at their program and that, they didn't have all their guns out there. And like Brian McMahon injured himself, and yeah. they'd be. Did I don't Wallace know. Is back? No, they weren't listed. No. no, they weren't. So Longwood will struggle, but uh, I think for a tot, what it's hard for a tot maybe motivating themselves against Dunmore Ashburn now. Like, what do you say to the backs? Why did you concede eleven points or something like? You know, <laughs> like, like, what do you? The forwards why can do it. The like to see. You score one of the seven goals. Yeah, maybe. like the forward, the forwards will be walking into the training now with their the peacock feathers out. Like they says, we won't bother doing any drills this week. We'll just sun ourselves out. There, you know. They do all the time. Yeah, that's forwards do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. it's it's it's, it's uh, as you said, like going into your next round match against uh, near right near neighbours, biggest rivals. Uh, you know. I, I, how do you motivate a team after after that kind of a victory? And how do you how does how do Longwood pick themselves up for the next game? I suppose the fact that they will be playing Rod Kenny, that's you a know, serious game now. The two, well, the two of them wouldn't finish the championship this year, putting up great games. But that's going to be both different ends of the scale, like. But they're both exciting in their own right, like. I I'd say, you know, from a Longwood perspective, right, it, you know, it is a it is a hammering. But you have to draw a line under it. You, realistically, were they ever going to beat Retote? No. So that wouldn't have been a game they would have been targeting at the start to get points. Yeah. Rakeni would be a game. I'm sure that you know if they have aspirations of staying up, they have to be kind of looking at the Rakeni game and getting something out of it. <laughs> Rakeni will be looking at that game as well. Oh, yeah. the, the, you know, for Rakeni, that's the dream game to pick yourself up after being bet by Manalvi. But it can go one of two ways. And you know, Longwood will be thinking the same. They'll be thinking, right, they weren't bet by 26 points, but they were bet by 12 points in a game which many would have thought could have went their way. Yeah. Whereas Longwood were bet by twenty six points in a game where no one expected it to go their way, yeah, yeah. so you never know. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough one. The last game in that uh, Group B saw Dun uh, saw Dunmore Ashburn taking on Summerhill and Dunshockland on Sunday, and Dunmore Ashburn came away with the victory, reversing their uh, championship semi final uh, result against Summerhill last year, one fifteen to one ten in favour of Dunmore Ashburn. And David, this is, um, uh, you know. This was, a, again, a tough game to pick. I think most of you went for a Summerhill win in this one. I had gone for a draw because I just couldn't pick between them. But Dunamore Ashburn saw out that victory really well in the in the final quarter. Yeah, this this was a quality contest between two quality sides, I'd say. But Dunamore Ashburn were, were brilliant on the night. Um, and, and as the game wore on, they got better. They, they seem to be much fitter and sharper, have a, have a much kind of more precise game plan. Summerhill seemed to they were ragged as, as the game went on. In the early stages, some fantastic scores from Barry Dardis with outside of his right boot kept them in it. They got the goal, but Dunham Rashburn pretty much owned the ball second half. Um, their superior fitness, we've spoke about Gilligan before from wing back. Yeah. He was so good. Um, he like last year in the semi final, he was their standout mm. player. And mm. Had they gone into the second half and, and upped it a bit, they could have won that game. But he was the only player who looked up yeah. for that game in the semi final. Yeah, and he, he was he was the same. You know, such a powerful runner with the ball. But Brian Menton as well. Um, you know, county man, Michal Byrne. Mealy in the middle was good as well. Wasn't Mealy, he? Mealy complimented him really well. Michal Byrne couldn't really deal with him to be honest with you. 
Um, then they tried David Larkin on him, didn't work either. They just couldn't. They had no answer to Mento. He was um, he was superb on the night. Uh, Dylan Brady corner forward as well. He had a really good year last year for Dunham Rashburn, and uh, he's carrying on his form corner forward. I think goal and three from play as well um, in an outstanding display. So that's a really really good result for Dunham Rashburn. Probably just the result they would have would have needed. And as you said, the incentive was there to be. They were, they were, I won't say humiliated, but they were well beaten in that last four yeah. game last year. Um, and they, they got their own back um, Sunday evening. Great win. Uh, just a mention there for Tom O'Connor on Twitter. Uh, he thought that Andy's Andy Colgan's kickouts were class throughout the game. And that's what set up uh, their midfield dominance for Dunham or Ashburn. And, and you know, I, I joked about it last week, you know, whether, whether Andy Colgan would be in goals for Dunham or Ashburn this week because he, he finds it hard with Jack Hannigan there. Um, but, like, if you've got him in goals and you've got Brian Menton at midfield, you've got you've got one up on on your opposition straight away because he's such a good kick-out and Mento uh, and him are practising those all year round with the county and with the club. That's an interesting point, actually, yeah, that the, you know, they, they complement each other very well, both with club and county. Yeah. You know, they have that understanding and that chemistry there. Um, two good keepers, like, you know, at probably opposite ends of the spectrum, but Tony McDonald in oh, goals, yeah. veteran for, for Summerhill, he made an, an unbelievable save in the second half. It mattered little in the end, but um, in fairness to him, he's every bit as good as anyone that's there at the minute. Um, probably just age is probably going a, a little bit against him, as you know yourself, Mickey. But <laughs> I haven't a clue what you're on about. I'm still 21. Um, uh, Colin O'Rourke said that I'm one for the future last year, so he did. So uh, I'm going to take that for Colin. Just the over uh, 40s, not surely not. <laughs> <laughs> Your career's only starting. <laughs> oh, we'll come back to that next week, lads. Um, yeah, so great win there for Dunmore Ashburn over Summerhill. And uh, that leaves that group. Um, especially with Rakenny and Longwood losing in the manner that they did um, when Alvi and Rathout winning in their manners that they did it leaves it that that is going to be a fabulous group to watch um, when Alvi with their with the two players back they're a different different team altogether and that just proves it um, uh, we'll move on now to Group C and on Saturday in Rathout it was St Peter's Dunboyne taking on Curraha and it was 116 to St Peter's Dunboyne Curraha 14 points and in the other game in Group uh, C uh, also on Saturday it was Nafina 3-9 St Column kills 14 was Sunday was it Sunday Oh, sorry, that one was on Sunday. Nafina, three goals and nine. St. Column kills 14 points. And that's a bit of a, a, um, a turn up there. Um, St. Column kills being beaten by Nafina. Uh, a few of us did call it actually on the podcast here last week. Um, but St. Peter's Dunboyne, 116. Curaha, 14 points. And again, Tom O'Connor just wanted to point out that Robbie McCarthy kicked 1-9 for um, uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne. No good either. <laughs> and Jack O'Connor kicking 10 points for Caraha. Two great performances. No um, uh, what do you think of that, Kieran? No good. No, no good. good. We'll move on <laughs> then. <laughs> uh, like, but it looked like the battle of the two players in that game, Kieran. Yeah, yeah it, like, when going from last year, I know Caraha had lads away in the summer, but I thought that would be, like, not, not quite as big as the retort long one, but I thought St. Peter's would dominate the game. Yeah. Kind of like more like Manalvi or Kenny maybe. 
But Curraha were flying. I think I know Curraha didn't they draw with the Matinees last year yeah. in Dunsany. Mm-hmm. Like so, they do have ability there, and it's just when the lads have to get in the field. They have a small squad, so they need all their players. So when Curraha, they do have them all, they're, yeah. they're they're a good team. And so of course James McAdee's in great form for the counties, obviously translating too. Beating in a Leinster intermediate final two years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Up yeah, by a Longford team, wasn't it? No, Dublin team, uh, Ballybockle, their near neighbours. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. The bet, sorry, the bet, Longford in the semi final. Yeah. The yeah, so I think Curaha are going to be a dangerous team. I think they're going to pull. They're going to pull one team, I think, or two, and they're they're definitely going to stay up. It's uh, maybe from what the improvement they're making. I think definitely they're going to cause trouble. Like they get all their players on the field. Yeah, it's going to be a tight group. And then Nafina against Column Kills, St. Column Kills, uh, Davy, uh, three nine Nafina, uh, fourteen points in Column Kills. It, it was a feature of their, their of of their play going back maybe seven, eight years ago, that Nafina could just always get goals, and it's how they won their senior championship. Um, you know, was was scoring goals the whole time, and it seems to be coming back to them. Yeah, it used to be the Barretts, I think. Shane Barrett was lethal back then, you know, for goals. Another Barrett with the haircut, wasn't yeah, it? Today? Yeah, he was just, he the was rock just, star. He was lethal, full yeah. stop. But, um, Barrett, Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> but no, in fairness, they always have a knack for scoring goals, and I think the third one was badly needed, and it was Owen McDonald who's been on the Mead panel as well. It was a fabulous finish. E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot, of, a lot of the young lads come up from minor and that and under-20s recent years. And the likes of Ethan Devine and Owen yeah. McDonnell, McCluskey, Oren Smullen, Sean Martin, Shane Walsh, like, and even Conor Downey was with the seniors before. Like, they're a good team. That's why when I picked them, I, I didn't hesitate at all to pick them. I was just worried that the likes of Brennan maybe... Yeah. And Riley and uh, the Banty might have and a kick up the other end. And I think they did. Like you know, I think they, yeah. What did what did Colin Kills finish up with? It was uh, fourteen points, was it? Uh, yeah. yeah, not fourteen. And, and I think you know them three guys nearly contributed. You know, a large part of that fourteen points. But even so, that's a great win for Nafina. I think they're after translating some of their junior Bs as well. Transforming them, I, should, yeah, I suppose, into senior yeah. footballers as well, which is great to see. Did Brian Kelly? He was on with the hoodoo at Trim. Did that pay anything? You know the. Remember he said that the kills couldn't play in through. Remember he said Not that. Not enough sand on the pitch. Not enough yeah. sand on the pitch. And there wasn't a seaside breeze coming oh in. Oh, my God. <laughs> the grass is different as well. Yeah, in the it's only a bit of grass and two hatches, isn't it? That's all you do. <laughs> um, so that's the uh, championships re- reviewed, lads, from the weekend. We're going to move on now and we're going to preview. I think we've got three games uh, taking place between intermediate and junior for the weekend coming. And... Uh, the one that I'm looking at in the intermediate sees Ballinlock taking on Old Castle. Uh, that's taking place this weekend, Kieran. Have you got the date? Yeah, it's and the time? 14th at half three in Park Tolchin. So the Sunday at half three. Sunday at half three in Park Tolchin. That's the place to be because if we there's know high, there's high walls in there <laughs> for protect people. If we know anything, <laughs> if we know anything about this game, David, over the last couple of years, there'll be fire and brimstone here. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. I think it's. <laughs> It's the one game you just look at when when you look at the sheet and you say, Jesus, what a game that's gonna be. Uh I'd still I'd still make Oldcastle favourites and, and I think Ballinlock will love that. They'll they love coming into oh, these games, God. you know, as as underdogs so to speak. And Oldcastle absolutely hate playing them as well. Whatever it is about Ballinlock, they just have that knack of, you know, picking up wins against Oldcastle when they really have no right to, let's be honest yeah. about it. Oldcastle have the bigger panel. I'm not there was say a few of the Oldcastle boys there watching the Bad Luck game the other day. I'd say they were they were thinking this is going to be grand. They're useless, you know. Like we're going to bait yeah. them up a stick. Dunbar are going to win handy they here. They probably yeah. left with twenty yeah, minutes yeah. to go, <laughs> <laughs> and they probably heard them. 
<laughs> on the Twitter then. But no, it, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic game, and I suppose it's finally poised as well because battling off with the one win now, Oldcastle with a draw probably need a win going into the break. You know, if you go into the break with just one point out of a possible four, if you're championship favourites or goal favourites or whatever you may be, that's not a good position to be in. So I'd suggest Ballinlock, you know, will be fancying it. Oldcastle, I think it's a bigger game for them. I think they need to win it more than Ballinlock do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely do. Um, if Ballinlock win it, they go on to uh, four points. If Oldcastle lose it, they stay on one point. So this is a massive, massive game. Kieran, how are you going to, tr- uh, uh, who are you going to pick between the two? I think I'm going to go for an Oldcastle win. I know Ballinlock has the bit on them, but I still thought Oldcastle every time would be good enough to win and they're just so tight like it's it's one that'll be close to the draw it's just I don't do draws you don't and David who are you going to go for yeah I've gone for Oldcastle too I think they, they'll have to deliver if they don't deliver Saturday Sunday even <laughs> they'll, they'll never deliver I think this is a huge game for them yeah um, Brian Kelly I think said he's going for Ballon Lock just so you know and then I'm going to did he uh, say that or did you just pick that out of your well, no I'm, I, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure we had all all uh, uh, corners yeah, covered no. here we'll give him a draw because so that means he'd definitely be no, wrong no 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 because <laughs> I'm, I, I, I've got splinters in my arse on this all right, all right. and uh, there's a lot of them there um, it's going to I just although Oldcastle's need is greater I'm just going to go for a draw on this one I just, I can't, Ballinlock just always have the hoodoo over them. Now, eventually that hoodoo has to go, and, and maybe this is going to be the time, but I'm going to go for a draw before the hoodoo breaks. Um, the next worry, game I'll be on to the ref again, don't worry. The <laughs> next game we're going to preview is uh, the Junior Championship, and it's Karen Ross taking on Minalti. Is that right this weekend? Yeah, and uh, uh, Kieran, you have that? Uh, yeah, it's on, It's at the moment it's down for half three in Paratulchin, which is the same time as the intermediate match so one of them is going to go earlier so I'd imagine it's going to be 2 o'clock it yes. just hasn't been changed officially yet one of them is going to be 2 o'clock well, they could play it like the under 12 half pitch each 11 v 11 they could do it like the underage absolutely yeah, yeah play across the field no yeah, no, yeah across the field yeah, 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 yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, double header yeah, literally right at the same time um, Karen Ross and Minalti uh, David who are you going to pick in this one again huge game local derby um, two sides who Mm, probably need a win both of them you know mm-hmm. Minaldi got a draw they would have fancied themselves to get a win Karen Ross were beaten would have been hotly tipped to win I'm going to go with Karen Ross um, I think Paul Lynch at the moment is suspended I do hope he gets his, his uh, suspension overturned because he's a huge player for Minaldi and I think he'd add to the game if he played and I do think Minaldi need their talisman to have any chance of picking up anything from this I think Karen Ross can't be as bad as they were Sunday and I think they will make amends and pick up a win and uh, who are you going to go for Kieran so similar David has logic, gone for Karen Ross, Ross similar, logic, Ross, similar. Yeah. and I've gone for Karen Ross here as well so st- as we speak um, the Minalti team are putting up one of these uh, uh, Corten prediction sheets with our predictions on it and they're just using that as their team talk for the game against Karen Ross on the weekend uh, the final game that we're going to preview uh, for the weekend sees uh, St Bridget's taking on Corten and uh, I suppose Kieran Flynn, we'll go to you first here. Who do you see winning this one? Well, yeah, the bridges let me down last week, and I probably you don't want to back a horse that's fallen for you already, maybe in the race. So I think Courtown they they surprised me the last. They're not as bad as I thought. There's probably <laughs> a few few nifty forwards, maybe not not all of them now. There's one lad who's a bit of a dull, but I won't say who that is. But <laughs> Courtown, I think there's it, six of them. They can take their pick. Yeah. <laughs> 
But there's one lad there, he, he's a bit of a diver, but we won't say more about him. But I think Courtown will win. I think it'll be a tight out affair. Uh, That's an Atboy now, isn't it? It's on. Yeah, it's boy, Sunday, yeah. half one in that boy. David, is it a, oh, sorry, yeah, Sunday, at boy at uh, half one? Yeah. Half one, yeah. Um, Davy, you've had a good win on on the weekend, uh, one ten. What did you accumulate yourself? Six. Six? Yeah. Oh. Don't say surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, except Mickey looking at each other here and we're, we can't believe it. Six yeah. points I'm going to check that. I don't believe yeah. him. Don't believe him. Seriously? Yeah. His command mode must be bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, no I, I'm, I'm, I'm only shocked in that. I've been asking you that for the last few weeks with your league games and whatever, and, and it was always that you were chipping in with a few frees, or like you were winning frees and they were being scored and whatever. Were you chipped in six points from play? No, three from play. Three frees. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't think you That's took frees. That's less impressive, in fairness. <laughs> 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 ah, oh, yeah. six, three from frees. Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, sounds, sounds more realistic. 13 metres out, I'd say, each of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, look, great, fair play. Well done. I'm going to give you a man the match for that game. Uh, <laughs> just shy of half of the it scores. It was the cornerback marking them, anyway. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. Just just shy of half the, f- the, the full team score. So it was six out of 13 points um, but um, how do you think you're fixed for the weekend and you're going to have to pick a winner here yeah I think we'll win that's enough thank you very much yeah. <laughs> Mickey just two fixtures very quick as well the Junior B there's a refixture there with Dumcondras and Kilbride is on the Saturday at 6 o'clock St Mary's Denor was deemed unplayable last Friday night so and then we said as well St Paul's who are operating in the Junior C have a home game against Summer Hills third team so it's great to see the balls out there playing they're they, they bet them in the B League, I think, already, so they're keeping the, the football alive in pace. Yeah, absolutely. So, keeping pace. Keeping pace. Um, uh, fair play, lads. That's uh, our predictions uh, and our review of all the games played in the weekend. Of course, um, there was uh, one game not played on the weekend. Uh, it was. Uh, just give us a second, lads. Uh, it was the Simonstown. Wolf Tones game and that has been postponed uh, due to the untimely passing on Friday evening of um, Anne Tobin Sean Tobin's sister the county footballer and Simon Stewart footballer and uh, of course uh, they have huge um, ties with Simon Stewart uh, throughout the whole family um, lads uh, I just want to dedicate this podcast uh, to uh, Anne Tobin and uh, to, to the family and um, Remember, uh, we are made, but it's it's only a game of football at the end of the day.